Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Trian Top, a leadership performance coach working with women in business to confidently create and become their leadership voice and to advance to their next level, whatever that might be. Hey, beautiful Trian, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm really honored. I'm really excited for this conversation. It's a pleasure to have you here. And yeah, whilst that introduction only goes into the top level of what you do with your multiple businesses, please, please, can you expand on, you know, where are you today with your businesses and who is it that you love to work with? Yeah, so it's interesting that you ask a question like that because sometimes when I think about it, I wonder to myself, how in the world do I get all the shit done? I, but that's the common question that I get as well. And we've talked about it a little bit too. Um, so I'm actually an operating partner for a local restaurant. If you've heard of Ponderosa or Bonanza, it's probably from your childhood. It's been around for years. Um, I've actually started working there when I was 16 as a cashier. Uh, through college. Then I worked my way up to the general manager position. And then I got recruited by a fashion retailer company. And I worked with them traveling and opening stores and, and running a store in my local town for nine years. And then I started business coaching and life coaching in 2018. And it got to a point where I was like, people ask me a lot of advice and I give a lot away for free and I really enjoy doing it. So uh, jumped into that entrepreneurship in 2018. Um, but mostly what I work with, it tends to be women, but mostly what I work with is that beginner leader or a woman who's been in a leadership position for quite a while. And she gets to the point where she's like, I just can't get my team to do whatever it is. And it's like, Mm. okay, well, let's start with you. (laughs) So, um, the leadership performance coach part comes from really building habits to help them become creating that leadership lifestyle. So it's not just about work. It's about everything that we do from, you know, our roles and our families to our roles and our careers. Mm. So so what do you find like time and time again is the the one thing you have to help someone to work through or overcome or see, because it it sounds like it's it's quite fun saying, yeah, let's, let's start with you. Probably the one thing they didn't want to look at. It's like, just, just help me with my team. They, the, they, it's them. It's like, no, 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 no. It's raining us back in. So what's, what is that that you you find time and time again, maybe across the board in, with most of your clients that you, you kind of see in those early phases? Mm-hmm. I'd say the biggest thing um, that my clients struggle with is delegation and confidence in their team. Mm-hmm. And what I find the root problem can be 
is that it's not really that they don't have confidence in their team. It's that, you know, I have two people on my team that are this way right now. They have really high expectations and Mm -hmm. they either can't figure out how to, um, speak through those expectations so people understand what they want from them, or they don't follow up with the expectations that they set. Both ways, you're almost allowing your team to let you down and it's not their fault. It's Mm. we have to communicate better. So you can't expect other people to be you and understand you. Um, And I also help them not feel like they're giving so much detail that they're talking down to the person. So Mm. I would say like communication when it comes around the delegation and really getting that leader to utilize their people. Yeah, we talk a lot, especially recently on the podcast about expectations and how that is, oh my gosh, that probably one concept can be the root of all problems, worries, doubts, arguments, frustrations. It's just expectations were not met. The end, full stop. It's it's boiled down to that one place. It's it's so simple, but fuck, that's it can be so, so tough as well. So mm-hmm. how do you find is the right way to you know, draw a line and reset these sort of the boundaries, set the expectations, talk about these assumptions that we, we all have, us, mm-hmm. our team, everyone. What is that process like? And what is, yeah, better question. What's, what are the challenges that you find as you go through this? It The biggest challenges that I find are communication styles. I mean, so many times we expect other people to be us. And I think we have to stop for a second and say, this person does not have our knowledge, our experience, our know-how all in a bundle like we do. They may have one of those three pieces, but they don't have it in a bundle like we do. They are not us. So yeah. how do you look at the strengths of that person and you try to help them become the best version of themselves and then appreciate them for that? Because if we're always looking for the things that they're doing wrong or the expectations that they're not meeting, we're setting them up to fail. You know, in, in our restaurant, we work with people from age 14 up into, I think maybe mid forties. Um, so we've got this wide range of experiences and things that they're able to do and realistically maturity levels. So it's gotta be, if I'm setting expectations, yes, I have expectations for the restaurant, but I have, I have to have different ones for each person because my 14 year old boy who's in high school is not going to have the same expectations for what clean means as I do. Yeah. So how do I teach him and mentor him rather than getting frustrated? That's, that's big. I want to just focus on one, one thing you said there, which I think we sort of breathe through, but I think is super, super important. Look for what's wrong and you set them up for failure. Mm-hmm. Now that just hold space for that comment, because that is so, so true. We can often find as business owners, that's Okay, as parents, we can often find ourselves <laughs> focusing on how do we solve this problem? How do we, this This is actually my challenge. I can see these problems. I can see the solution. I can see these future problems happening. Therefore, if we put this in the way, that won't happen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's this sword that I wield. It's beautiful. But also, there's a time and a place for this. So if we're always looking out for the mistakes in our business, with our clients, with our team, for all the right reasons actually the energy is going into magnifying these uh talking only about these and it's that can create the wrong kind of environment even though you don't mean to that's huge 
Yeah, it gets to a point where people are afraid to do anything because they don't know if it's going to be corrected or, um, you know, blamed for something. And if mm. you're always looking and we do the same thing with our children. You know, that's why I say creating a leadership lifestyle is not only about our careers. It is about our parenting and our relationships with our spouses and our friends um, in everything that we do. Leadership is a choice. It's a decision. So when I'm thinking about how I want my culture to feel, how do I want my team to feel? Um, if you've ever uh, listened to like the five, five languages of appreciation, it's taken from the five love languages, you mm -hmm. know. If a person needs affirmations to feel good about what they're doing, and I realize that, then I've got to have this, not a constant, but a good balance of you're doing this right. We could do this a little bit differently. Do you have mm. any questions for me in comparison to maybe it's a person who's a quality time person, and I'm going to spend time with that person teaching them something. Um, and then when I do have to correct them, they know that it's coming from a place of, I value you and I want you to be able to do this better for yourself, not just for me. So now we're on a couple of levels deep because you started off by saying it's about you. Understand yourself, know yourself. Know yourself. Don't forget yourself. It's so crucially important. And then second level is and understand those people around you, what drives them, what controls them, what their needs are, what their desires are, what they respond to. There's an awful lot in this. And whilst that may sound overcomplicated, it's, it can be super simple. Just knowing this information, it actually makes things easier, clearer, maybe even more fun. That's the point, right? Well, and I can even simplify it even more, honestly, because so one of my hats too is that character education teacher. And one of our things that we teach is the golden rule. So the golden rule is treat others the way you would want to be treated. Well, I'm a hugger. I use this example for the kids in schools. I'm a hugger. Not all those kids are huggers. They are going to come up to me, oh, Miss T, and give me a hug when they see me in the class. But the children that are not huggers, they're going to give me a high five. It's not about me at that point. It's about mm -hmm. what makes this kid comfortable. So the golden rule can go into the bronze, the platinum, the silver, whatever you want to call it, is treat people the way that they need to be treated. And I think, again, if we go back to ourselves and we say, okay, first off, yes, treat people the way I want to be treated. I want to be respected. I want to be, you know, people to use their manners, be polite, what encourage me, whatever. Okay, but what does that person need? And that does come back to you because you're giving of yourself. Hmm. So how do you work this into, I was going to say to your clients, actually forget your clients, let's talk about you. How do you work this into to your life with without this turning into a more of a sort of justification or a deflection okay. and moving this aside, how do you take responsibility for this in, in your situations across your businesses? Mm -hmm. So I think there's gotta be some grace. You know, I shared a little earlier, I have trouble changing hats in the middle of working on something um, yeah. because people can say simply, Oh, just literally pretend you're changing a hat. Well, I can't do that in the middle of trying to work on a landing page. And then I get a conversation or a text from our restaurant. It's, it doesn't necessarily work that way. And then my daughter walks into the office and says, Hey, will you read this book with me? Which one am I not going to say no to? I am not going to say no to my child who I wants me to come read a book. Right. Mm. So it's giving myself a little grace and being present in whatever it is I'm working on. And yeah, yeah if I get taken to something that I feel like is more of a priority, then I got to allow myself to do that. 
and not get upset about not getting this certain project done in this amount of time if it doesn't have a deadline. Yeah, there's, there's a lot in and you you mentioned, you know, changing hats and you should be able to just change that and get a text message, get a request, all these different things. But sometimes our attention isn't hasn't got the turning circle of like a tank can turn on a dime. It's like, no, it's more like a ship. It takes <laughs> a while for it to turn around. So by the time you turn around to there, crumbs it it emotionally and mentally that's how it can feel sometimes it would be amazing if we could just go snap i'm in this mode snap this mode some people have that superpower mm -hmm. it does take its toll so as you as you're finding this as you're balancing so much with your businesses as you enjoy and love the work that you do what's the hardest thing for you in this moment where you you love this you're, you're you're doing this you you find it it fuels you but also you've kind of created a monster that actually brings in the negative that you don't want there are some it's the juggling act here what what's what's that kind of like well i think first of all um i changed what my definition of balance was balance is not 50 50 it's just it doesn't work that way balance is when i'm able to be in the moment of whatever i'm in for me mm. so balance is when i'm mom i'm mom and I don't let work get to me. I don't feel guilty about not being on my computer. Balance is my kids are at school. Perfect. It's time for me to focus on my work. Um, so I think that that was the first thing I had to do is I had to, I had to say balance is bullshit. And I needed to change what the definition was for me. Um, I think the other thing is, you know, continuing to do some of that personal development and learning um, rather than being stagnant because things are changing every day. You know, change is the only thing that's actually consistent is that we have to be able to adapt. And like I said earlier, give ourselves a little grace for, um, you know, things not going exactly the way that we wanted, but they went exactly the way they needed to go. Yeah. And th those bud words, I'm exactly where I want to be. We know that change is, is the only thing that is consistent. All, all these buzzwords, all these, um, principles, they're so true. Mm -hmm. but sometimes they're just fucking words and it's like yeah but in the moment i get it but shit in the moment <laughs> it's kind of tough i think that's kind of the, the the beauty and the the frustration of this deep work of being the business owner especially the level that you are with everything that you know you know all the stuff but in the moment applying it as you hit a next level it's like yeah i know this stuff i teach this stuff but now i'm progressing through here it's different. The air's a little bit sort of thinner up here. There's a lot sort of going on. Mm -hmm. What are you, what do you want? Because as you juggle all these things and as you go through these next level challenges and you're continuing to improve yourself and by association, the work that you do with other people, what's the goal? What are you working towards right now? Um, actually, one of the things I'm working towards right now is taking some of those experiences that I've had and doing more speaking engagements um, where I can really work, you know, in a group setting or one-on-one -on -one setting with women to help really empower their leadership. Mm. Um, I've done a couple speaking at women's conferences and being in that energy and really seeing it light them up to where they go, oh my gosh, I have this idea. I've got an action step now. I can move forward. It's like, being able to give them that permission. And some of that is coming from the experience of like, yeah, I was freaking stuck too. And guess what? I made a decision to stop whining about it and go forward with what I was passionate about. Was it, was it hard at times? Yes. But the, the fulfillment of it, 
and feeling like you've got that purpose fulfilled. I mean, it's, you can't replace that feeling. Mm. You can lose it along the way as you hit that next level, as you hit these things. And you, you were saying about the, um, we, I can't remember what we were talking about before you dropped on, but the, the, the bullshit that keeps on coming up. But I saw in my head, I saw as these levels, it's as you go through the, the turf and the grass, next level, you come up, but you're covered in soil. Oh my gosh. You water yourself down, get yourself ready at this level, great. And then you get to the next level, again, through another barrier, through some more soil, through the earth. And I'm covered again in this again. Oh my gosh. But it's, it's <laughs> That's that a great analogy, yeah. I've never said that before. It's just sort of came to us like, yeah, that's kind of the same thing as you go through these these levels. So what, what do you need from your, your wealth of experience uh, trying to do things in the right way for you and for your team? What do you need at this next level that's like, yeah, I, I understand that this is going to take me to this new place or here are some changes or or what scares you? Let's talk oh. about that. What, what, what does anything? At this level everything everything scares me you know <laughs> scared and excitement are the same thing in our bodies our brain is just messing with us so yeah i would say you know what i need and i consistently seek out is um either some sort of mastermind or network yeah and i think every mentor needs a mentor i thank god for the people that i've had in my life that have called me on my bullshit and also really encouraged me to go to that next level and hmm. i think the think the biggest thing is to not be afraid to mess up. I mean, it's how we learn, right? So I would give the example of my daughter dropping ice or water on our hardwood floor in our kitchen. I could instantly choose to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. You can't get water on the floor, blah. But through leadership and understanding what I want that situation to look like on the other side, it's okay. So what do you think we can do to clean that up? How do you think that happened? How could we keep it from happening again? Because if I yell at her, I'm going to get one scenario. If I help her through it, it's going to happen again. Let's be honest, but she's not going to feel like a big fat failure because she got water on the floor. So I think one of the things that mentorship helps you with is calls you on your bullshit, but also gives you a place to really talk about some of those things that are happening so that then when they do come up, you can make a better choice. Not going to say I've never yelled at her. It happens these habits the subconscious that you know parenting business owners teams with our health with our romantic life all these things there's so many different aspects mm-hmm. we have by having one example one scenario it bleeds through because there are still these traits that are underlying through our experience so i love you sort of bring in that angle and that's then going to help you with with your team mm-hmm. when they ring you up for, for questions they have to work through themselves but you want them to do it themselves but crumbs they still need you there is this need desire um now we're back to the yeah the expectations yeah i think there's a piece of you know we talked about this a little bit there's a piece of me that like i want my team to be able to do things on their own but man i also feel really good being needed i feel really good not being the end-all answer person but knowing that I'm valued, needed, respected, well, isn't that what they want to? So when they do come to me with questions, yes, at first I can be very distracted if I'm working on something else, but mm. there's also that feeling of like, no, they, they need me. Right. Um, yes. and I was with a, I was with my very first coach that I ever hired. I, I actually 
ended my coaching with her at the end of our first session, not because I didn't love her, but because I got to a point in my mind where I was depending on her answer. And mm. I want my team to get to a point where they depend on my answer. So when I coach, I coach people more through, well, what do you think? What's going to happen if we choose this? What's going to happen if we go this way? What makes you feel the best? So I think um, everything that we go through, we learn a little bit about ourselves, but we also learn how we can make other people better by mm. doing it differently. Well, I love the the sort of the needs, the desires, the shadow sides, all, all this, whatever you want to call it. It's It's kind of beautiful that you know what you want to create. But damn it, you you really enjoy having this part of it, which actually contradicts with this. And again, you know this, and you, you probably you probably love and you can see yourself in the moment doing it. And shit, that's where you can justify to the hills why this is okay, why it's right. Or actually, it's actually elongating this process. If I can fulfill that need elsewhere and this grows, if they can both move forward, again, back to understanding yourself and your team, what do they need? What do you want? If these things can grow independently together. Um, it's kind of beautiful, but oh, in the moment, our needs, our desires, they're beautiful. They, they do get in the way, don't they? It does. I mean, doesn't, I think Tony Robbins says that one of our major things that we, you know, look for in life is feeling significant. So yeah, you're not going to put that to the side. That's a basic mm. human need. Um, yeah. but how do you also make other people feel significant? And sometimes for, for me, that looks like me helping them find the answer um, because mm. then I'm so resourceful, but I'm teaching them to be resourceful. Yeah. And then let's find out where is that responsibility landing now? There's always a, a sort of pin in it. So, so I can help you up to this point, but then you still come to me. And then the point moves. And oh my gosh, this this continue mm. to move. But yeah, it's 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 all these fun and games until you yeah, remove yourself from that tree. And then the responsibility falls on someone else. So it's a kind of a fun and games as you work through this, you know, the the tree of your your responsibility your responsibility well, tree right <laughs> well and the unforget yourself right like let's not forget you're never at the top of your game if you are a true leader the learning is important to you you're not at the top of your game so if my plate is always full i'm yeah. leaving no space for me to learn more but i'm mm. also not showing my team that i trust them enough to take a piece of that plate and for them to grow like when I was a store leader for the fashion retailer, I couldn't go and open new stores and work with brand new teams for a week if I didn't have somebody in my store that could run my store. So mm. I had to say, okay, you are going to get, you know, a little further along and learn more and get the experience so that I can go yeah. learn more, get the experience, move forward. Right. So again, it's, it's a, I wouldn't say that it's selfish, but in that case, yeah, you are remembering. I have to take care of me too. Mm. Again, back to your point earlier. This is where it's it's terrifying and exciting at the same time. Same uh -huh. emotions. Like I don't know what I'm feeling. I'm feeling all the things. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Hey, the couple Trina, times I've you... spoke on stage, I've been like, I'm really excited to be here, but I'm also sweating profusely. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone enjoy. Yes. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Well, look, thank you so much for sharing not only your story, but behind the scenes and, and how you're crumbs, how you're dealing with the same things that you help other people with and all the different levels we go through. This has been fantastic. I love these kind of conversations. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been great for me as well from an awareness standpoint. You know, it's always good to talk about those things and work it out for yourself with another person. So, Oh, you're so, so welcome. And look, if people want to find out more about, about you, 
and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? Yeah. So my website is be that create that.com. And that shows where I do retreats, one-on-one coaching and um, corporate workshops. Uh, the other place that I hang out is the female leader headquarters, which is my Facebook community. Um, and in there, we talk about all things leadership from parenting to, to relationships, to um, career identity, family roles. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, everyone, if you're curious, like, hell yes, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Please go and check it out. But again, thank you for being here. This has been an awful lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And I can't wait to meet some of the people from your community. Ah, you're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.